On Monday, August 8th, Tall Can Audio hits 1,000 episodes. Wait, that's still on? Who could possibly still care? And the gang is all here to celebrate. It's euphoric. It's got to be close to Nirvana. It's outstanding. For the first time ever, Maddie, Michaela, Rob, and Matt are all live in studio together. It's happening, you guys! It's happening! Oh my god! Oh my god! I wish you all were here! Is this likely to go well? Just check my notes here. No! At least it will make a lot of noise. Boom. Here comes the boom. A thousand pods and a thousand pints. I don't think I've ever been as proud in my entire life. TCA 1000 drops Monday, August 8th, wherever you find low-quality podcasts. Fuck, it's out of control. Shit. Hey, somebody has run out on the field. Some goofball in a hat. Now he takes off the shirt. He's bare-chested and banging his chest. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. This is going great. This is Tall Can Audio. Hello, everybody. Welcome inside an all-new episode of the Tall Can Audio podcast. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Tall Can Audio. Where else would we be? Make sure you're subscribed wherever you're listening right now. My name's Matt. His name's Rob. What's going on today, man? You know, Sunday business, taking care of stuff, business. hanging out. Business. Mind your business. Um, yeah, no, it's good. It's good. Not much is happening, to be honest with you, which is, I think, par for the course for most people. It's like every Sunday for the past 14 months or two, give or take or <laughs> yeah. Well, see, yeah, I know there's exactly. some level of normalcy for some people, but, uh, well, maybe not yeah. normalcy, but yeah. Well, yeah. What's your idea of normal is not always the same. I found this to be anyways, that yeah. my idea of what's normal doesn't always 100% jive with no. society. No, no. Yeah. Well, or at least, those in that big fat medium average of society. Okay. Those live. Rob exists on the fringes. Well, of society, of good taste. Rob has, (laughs) Rob has, Rob has some tastes and some interests that are more advanced. That's That's how we're going to shape that. (laughs) More woke. Yes. More woke. That's right. It goes down with my woke, Sausage patty I had this morning with my homemade English muffin. Uh-huh. Not sausage. Yeah. What are we cracking yeah. open today? I am cracking open a crooked nose stout. <laughs> from, a couple from of these Cam- and I'm going to crooked somebody's nose. Yeah. <laughs> or mine's getting in, crooked. Yeah. It goes hand in hand with the bloody knuckle stout I had yeah, when okay. I was down in Philadelphia. <laughs> uh, yeah. This is out of Cameron's. So I think Cameron's, I believe, is in Oakville. I think that's somewhere. Right. Yeah. But the can, uh, the can's got sort of. It looks like the kind of guy who would serve in, you know, Alfred of Wessex army, right? Taking on the Danes, and it's got a little, his little nose piece is pushed to the side, right? One of those sort of helmets <laughs> that just fit on the top, and little nose piece comes down. Right. And I love the, I love the description because it says, "Enjoyed whether in a pint glass or in a drinking horn." Okay. So, <laughs> right on. So, you know, I can get behind that yeah. and fully embrace it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I'm enjoying here right now is it's got a fantastic head on it. Now, I, I know you and Michaela nicely broke down how to pour a Guinness, right? <laughs> Give her. Uh, 
this has got a Buddha. I sort of was less casual with it because I'm doing it one handed. And well, the, the head is super fluffy. Okay. Um, and, uh, but it's, yeah, right now it's about two and a half inches. Yep. So okay, I'm so just going to give that, I'm just going to give that a second, let it cool down before I. Before that's I the issue I, ha- I was having with the keg fridge was it was very fluffy, but about 70% of the glass was very fluffy. And there was maybe three inches of beer at the bottom. Um, right. you, we've you got digging, a, you were, we've go got to rectified now, but, uh, that was the issue. It was an awful lot of foam coming right out of it. So, so what do you have over there today, Matt? This is, I guess it's not craft, but I'm intrigued by it because I've never seen it before. I didn't know such a thing existed. This is from Guinness and this is called Hop House 13 Pale oh. Lager. Yeah. I've oh. seen it around. Okay. Well, it's blast. It's blast for me to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I, I get that. Um, and I, I didn't expect you to be particularly warm to the idea, but I'm just intrigued because they're kind of, now they have over the last, well, maybe it's more than that. And I just started seeing it around over the, but it does seem like there's been more Guinness offerings lately, right? There's a pub house thing and there's a draft, there's an extra dark, you know, a couple things like that. This, this is the first time I've seen this one, but, uh, I'm intrigued, man. Yeah. It's, it's been around for a while and, and. And as you say, it's, it's, it's one of those things where you're trying to diversify, right? You're, you're trying to get a little bit of your sure. finger in, in every pie, yeah. right? Like I told you, when being over there, being in London in the late 90s and, and seeing Guinness extra cold, right? Like the right. idea that, you know, you, you want to bring in some of those people who go, oh, I don't want to drink that. That's room temperature and that's, you know, black and it's going to be syrupy and it's going to fill my belly. And it's I'm going to be gonna, awesome. Yeah. And, and really at the end of the day, you like drink it up as it's intended. Right. And life will be better and you will likely be more enjoyable to hang out with. Not you, Matt, in particular, just, sure. just, Maybe the general, yeah. just the general you that I'm pointing. No, you, yeah. you have embraced the, you've embraced the silky gorgeousness that is, that is Guinness. And, yeah. and I think what I have, what I have always loved, and, and I got a couple of Guinness hats. I have two or three Guinness rugby shirts. Mm-hmm. I got a couple of golf. Like, I wear the brand. I drink the beer. And sometimes, well, and what I've always liked about it is, it is what it is. It's great. And it doesn't pretend to be something else. Right. So I just kind of wish that they just do their thing. That's all. And how are you feeling about it? Have you tried it? Have you taken a pull on it? Yeah, it's not bad. It's it's everything it says it's going to be, but it is strange to see that Guinness logo on this can. And hey, uh, it's a little fruity. Like it, it says right on it, there's going to be traces of like peach and apricot. It's not overpowering at all. It's kind of, you know, like you would get off a, a pale lager. It's all right, man. It's not bad. Okay. So I've now waited for this, this head to, to calm a bit. It is... Yeah, it's it's got a, a roasty sort of barley chocolate finish to it, mm-hmm. but it's but it's very clean up front, okay. right? Which which is nice. I, I would suggest to you the subtle it's like a mullet. The, yeah, <laughs> nothing subtle about a mullet, Matt. <laughs> no, but um, it's all clean up front, and yeah, the good stuff's yeah. in behind. <laughs> Business in the front, party in the back. Right. Um, yeah, I would say at five point one, this is. Yeah, nice and clean, but it gives you a little bit of that of that roasty stout finish. Man, this is this is a beer you could probably drink a pile of. Nice. 5.1% Cameron's out of Oakville. So 
if you go in for that, if you go in for high drinkability, <laughs> um, I would I would check this out. Cameron's the um, the other thing I would say about this one is it says here on the can it said on the uh, untapped um, check in thing when I pulled it up to read a little bit more about it and somewhere else maybe on the web like they specify repeatedly that this is the five percent version of this beer. So obviously there's another one out there, whether it's lighter or heavier, I don't know, but, uh, they make right. special mention of that. So I'm, I'm intrigued by that, Matt. Me too. little research um, to be done by yeah. you. Yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> or, or by you, the good listener. Sure. Let send, us know. Send, send them to Matt and, uh, and we'll share them around. Uh, Matt and I are due for, uh, for a, a distance balcony beer here as the weather turns. So it's true, man. Although we could it fucking snowed Friday. So. Yeah, no, and it was still there Saturday morning. Yeah. Right? Um, I don't mind that though. What the hell? Uh, I do have all my pool paraphernalia out on the back deck, um, and I'm just sort of. And it's been warm enough at times that the water, which were, was crystal clear at closing, right, has now turned that gross, <laughs> you know, camo color, and I'm like, Christ, you got to get on it, man. But yeah, here we are. Do, do you know what today is, Matt? Do you know what the date is today? It's May second. May 2nd. You know what happened on May 2nd, Matt? Oh, I got a few of these too. Go ahead. Uh, tell me what happened today. Today is the day. Cause I, and I know you like to, you like to throw in a little, um, and I got a few. All right. Yeah. Okay. Then I, I will on the off chance that you and I are on the same page. I'm sure I we're go, not. Just, I will just go, hit I will go it, in a, man. I will go in a different direction. Oh. On this day in 1991, Matt. Oh my God. Okay, do you have the same one? Let's find out. Nirvana entered oh. studio, no. entered the studio to uh, book sixteen days, and they were going to record the Nevermind album. That was today in 1991. On this day in 1992, Nirvana sued by small time <laughs> UK band of the same name, saying, "Hey, we've been Nirvana since 1968," and uh, yeah, settled out of court. Well, settled yeah. out of court in favor of small time UK band. So, hey, what do you know? This day in 1992 and 1991. Yep. Uh, there's Correct. a funny story in um, there's a great book on the hip. It's exceedingly long uh, called The Never Ending Light. The Never Ending Story. Uh, no? Sure. Um, <laughs> that talks about that loon sound at the beginning of Wheat Kings. Yeah. And, uh, the band was going to record the album in, uh, in the UK and they decided like it's such a, the producer said that's such like a quintessentially Canadian song. We need something. And he decided he wanted the loon sound. And so they called the manager who was on his way over said, we need you to find like a nature sounds something or, you know, whatever, and bring it with you. So actually at the airport, he finds this CD, Sounds of the Canadian Wilderness, brings it over. They find the loon sound, perfect, plop it in at the beginning thinking, whatever. The album obviously becomes a smash hit. The song is a hit. And immediately the guy who made the nature sounds, I'm, that's my fucking loon. And, How do you uh, know? Well, I, I guess, right? Like, but I'm sure if you're any sort of sound engineer, whatever, you can play the, the sound waves beside each other and, and line them right up and whatever. And the band just were like, yeah, 
it is like sorry man like they, they re- and they did uh they settled out of court the guy asked him to make a donation to like some sort of canadian wildlife fund or whatever like it, loser us yeah exactly it was hardly a big deal made of it but the guy like right away recognized like that's my fucking loon man and and the band was just like yeah we didn't even think about it like the we were just in that kind of entry level of bands like sampling other bands right or yeah, rappers sure. sampling songs that they were going to rap over and stuff no one gave even a thought that this loon would be an issue and the guy's like i know that's my fucking loon <laughs> sundown in the paris of the prairies that's a dynamite tune on this day speaking of dynamite tunes in 1987 reaching number one on the billboard hits uh, i mean it's a huge that do you want to take a swing um is it is it uh, died in your arms by cutting crew it is died in your arms by cutting crew. <laughs> this guy fucking saw this he's seen it already today <laughs> Woo! yeah he saw the same He's, I did see it. Yeah, I did see yeah, it. Yeah, of course. What? I love that tune, man. That's a hair sniffing, <laughs> back rubbing tune. <laughs> if ever there was one, man. Yeah, for sure. No, I did see that. All right. So I did see that. That's but that's too bust. early for you, eh? Oh, yeah. I don't. I mean, I know the song now, but at the time, I had no. Only lasted two weeks in the. Uh... Hey, man. Two weeks. Made it to number one, like so many songs that you and I have gone through that didn't make it to number one. <laughs> Two weeks, baby. Come on. And what makes you bring that up? Just does it hold some? No, some... I just saw the tweet and I like to throw these at you now and then. That's all. There's nothing to okay. it. Okay. Yeah. No. Sorry. <clears throat> and I, I, I did see it, and I, it's weird because I don't normally look those things up, but I was on a this day in history, right? Music history, and and there it was, right? Well, it's then... there's. But I'm honest about it. I yep. didn't. Uh, no, nope, it's true. I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't sort of push it off as anything else. This day in 1998, Matt, uh. Sean Van Allen to <laughs> Igor to Igor Kravchuk to eliminate bro- the uh, was it the Sabers Devils? No, nope. Devils. The classic Dean Brown Kravchuk drives the nail through the Devils' heart. Yeah, Game <laughs> Six, man, eliminates. The, the number one seed, New Jersey Devils, by the number eight seed, Ottawa Senators. And who was at that game, Matt? Were you really? Oh, yes. That was me. I was there. I, I took in two games. I took, I took in game three and game six. So, obviously, this was a six-game series? Yep. That was it. That was the elimination, yeah. And yep. the place is going Are we still at Pacific? No, no, no. This is not. They moved out, and I believe... I don't know, 96? 96. 96 is, yeah. So, but yeah, that was, that was the start of the, of the, of the nice run of a decade of, of. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty good hockey, right? Not quite unparalleled success, which maybe <laughs> is still out in front of us here somewhere, <laughs> but, uh, but really good times, man. Really good times. I got another on this day to get back to in a second, but why do I have the name? And maybe he clinched a playoff spot. Why do I have the name Bruce Gardner in my head as a very impactful goal scored in Ottawa Senators history? I thought he won their first playoff series for them. Yeah, no, that he he scored, and I I'm, I'm thinking is Bruce Gardner the same guy who stuck his stick in the toilet? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but he did score a game winner, but that was in a that was a that was a not a series clincher. Or was maybe, it to but, clinch it, a playoff spot? Maybe their first playoff appearance. No, that was 
Duchesne. Steve Duchesne <laughs> over the Sabres. The good Duchesne. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true, man. It's true. So, no, that was that was Steve Duchesne over the Sabres to clinch that spot, to play the Sabres hmm. in, in, in the um, – but, yeah, I, I, I know what you're talking about, but I, I, can't, I can't pull it out right now. Let us know at Talking Audio on Twitter if you know what the hell we're talking about because uh, this is not one of those things I'm likely to go and, and what, really one still of us care about in an hour. <laughs> this is it. It'll be gone because there'll be so many other not factual things said in this podcast that... Sure. Yeah. We they can't pile up, and, right? We can't <laughs> go back and fix all that shit. I don't know if this will resonate for you or not. Um, I know you passed through Toronto enough whether or not it would have made an impact on you. But on this day in 1991... The HMV location at 333 Young Street opens. And in 91, I don't give a shit, but by 2000, 2000, like all the way up to kind of the mid 2000s, whenever I was in Toronto, whether I was passing through, if you were taking the bus, the bus station wasn't far at all. Sometimes you just go up early before a Jays game. Um, Two or three floors. Like I was going to say, this is the one with the escalator. Yep. And it, it kind of turned like this, this small industry, not small industry, but these were always like small stores. They didn't have a ton to, this was like a department store and you could go, they had all kinds of stuff that you would never find anywhere else. And obviously as somebody who was kind of around the fringes of the punk rock scene, it was cool. Like they had everything, right? Including band tees that you were never going to find anywhere else. They had listening stations where you could throw on a pair of headphones, which almost makes your skin skin crawl in this, the, the world yeah, we live in right now sure, to think sure. about how many other people put those on before you. Um, and then later on they got into DVDs that were there too. And you could find like, again, I was still into this shit, like the pirated hardcore wrestling DVDs and shit like that. But man, just to be able, and, and they were like really upfront about, uh, like basically as soon as you came in the door and off to your left, like one of the most prominent displays in the entire store was all like local indie stuff. Like they really pushed, despite this being a huge store that carried like everything, they pushed right up front local bands. <sighs> it was such a cool place to go. They had all kinds of huge acts performed there. People would be spilling out onto the street. Like the Red Hot Chili Peppers played in there. Green Day played in there. Two, um... Puffy played in there. Like the, they had a huge acts almost all the way up until like 2010 when the whole record store industry started to crash. But it was such a cool place just to, to go and just browse, just like hang out and see what was, what was new, what other people were into, check out a couple of tracks before you picked up the CD. It was awesome, man. And I know like streaming kills that kind of shit, but that was you know, when you were young, 18, 19, 20, 21, like to just go into a place like that and just, it had everything. It was so cool. So it's, it's funny because that is a store. So I used to, when I would, when I would, uh, when I moved to Ottawa from London, I would travel back and forth Mm -hmm. or to, or to Brantford for, for weekends. And, and, um, yeah, I would stop there. I would I would leave the bus station. So when you talk yeah, you about could that, an, you could kill an hour in between buses or whatever, just browsing over there. And so I wandered back over there, and that's where I bought um, Road Apples. Nice. And and up to here, both on cassette. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and then maybe I don't know, oof, twenty years later, I went in and, and picked up uh, a bunch of back catalog um, Black Key stuff. Oh yeah. 
uh, attack and release rubber factory on CD. Right. So, you know, 20 years apart, we're talking, you know, 93 to 2013. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very familiar with that HMV and, and I, I killed a bunch of time in there as I, as I made my way through, cause yeah, taking the bus, that's before, you know, people started getting skinned on the bus <laughs> yeah, and for sure. losing and faces, whatever else happens on your overnight greyhounds. <laughs> See the country. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I've told you, I've told you the story, right? Dry, coming back in, I used to take the overnight home on a Saturday night and, uh, you know, you're rolling into Ottawa from, from Toronto on the overnight. It's, it's, it's just dawn, right? It's like 5 a.m. in the summertime. And the guy I'm in the seat beside who's been moaning <laughs> off and on for most of the ride, right? He nudges me and I'm like, and I'm, I'm getting as far close to the window as I possibly can, right? Because yeah, the yeah. guy's, yeah. Anyways, he says to me, he's like, hey, buddy, do you know where the hospital is? <laughs> I'm like, oh, I don't know, man. Can't help you. Sorry. Get away from me. <laughs> Yeah. Anyways, overnight. Samaritan. <laughs> yeah, overnight, <laughs> overnight. Great. Yeah. All right, man. But I, at this point, I'm worried about getting whatever he's he using needs a on me, and he might take mine. <laughs> well, if then if that's the case, buddy, you need to come come up front with that. Be up front <laughs> with that. I need to know these things because otherwise, you're just gross. Uh, this weekend, Mark Andre Fleury reaches, I believe, 489 wins. And even if that number isn't correct, he ties Roberto Luongo for third winningest goaltender of all time. You have a must-win game tomorrow, and you can choose one of them in their prime to start for you. Oh, yeah, Matt, that's an interesting <laughs> question, Matt. Um, I think I think Bobby Lou's, I think his his career is obviously his, his, his period of excellence is shorter. Yep. Um, I'm uh, going, I don't know maybe uh, flurries is just spread out. Like it's got peaks and valleys all over the place. Well, cause they both were great world junior goalies too. Right. And, and neither one of them Until won a gold medal. End, yeah. <laughs> right. Silver medals, silver medals, silver medals. Right. Yep. And, and, and if you look at, I think I think Luongo in his in Winnipeg in '98 or '99, whenever that was, yeah. he was really he was heroic. He was the reason they won yes. that. Whereas or stayed in uh, it. Ah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think I think Flurry maybe the reason that they didn't win a yeah. gold medal in '04. Yeah, and '03 he was the uh, he was the the celebrity of the tournament. Him and Jordan Tutu, but. Yes. Uh, yeah, an underwhelming Canadian team, right? With Derek Roy and you know Brad um, Boys, a Cole, bunch of Car- Carlo Koliakov. Yeah, I was going to say Brendan Ian Bell. White, there was a Brendan few, uh, a few uh, future Leafs hanging around there. No yeah. wonder they didn't. Kyle Wellwood. Yeah, no wonder it, it didn't go so good. <laughs> yeah, and and they got beat by Ovechkin as a sixteen or seventeen year old mm-hmm. uh, in the finals. But um, you know, I think I think the fact that you know, uh, Fleury's got the the one cup as a starter, mm-hmm. right? I think you you can't you can't look past that. Uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Fleury. I'm a little surprised, but I've agonized over this since last night, like knowing I was gonna bring this up and which one I'd wanna I'd wanna go. Lou has gotten it done in those one game elimination yep. situations. Olympic gold medal, yeah, did it against. The U.S. there, and even that uh, the the Slovaks came hard in that semifinal 
um, to even get there, and and he kind of made a huge save towards the end to keep that. But they're they're both sort of like, man, I can't believe those guys are tied for third in all time wins, and I guess um, both of them, like Luongo and that Vancouver team were very good for a long time. Only the one cup final appearance, they kept running into the Hawks in the playoffs, and but he would have racked up a pile of wins there, no different than Flurry, um, all the way from kind of 07, 08, when the, that team took off, and he got the one cup there in 09. But for the most part, that team stayed really competitive. It was a playoff team all the way through until, I guess it was 15 and 16? Um, 16 and 17. Yeah, okay. And... Um, you know, at the, yeah, you're right. So I, I don't know, man. Like they feel like my my Mark Recchi thing, right? Like just yep. played long enough on good teams well, and we're, we're part of the reason that those teams were good. But I think I'm going Lou. I think yeah, I'm going see, Lou. And the thing is, it, whenever Fleury won that, whether it was 09 or 08. Yeah, right? Detroit 108, he won 09. Right, so back to back Stanley Cups and, and both sort of, really classic long series. Yep. Um, worth noting that at least in 2017, if they don't pull Flurry mm-hmm. in that series against Ottawa, Ottawa likely beats them, right? It, they had to pull him. They brought Murray back in because Murray was injured to start the playoffs. Right. And then Murray wrecks Ottawa, <laughs> and now he's wrecking them again just from within. So this um, is 17 now. This is 17. Yeah. Yeah. That – that yeah, Flurry won in the first two rounds, playing vintage Flurry, and then yeah, sucked against Ottawa, right? <laughs> and, and and they had to pull him in game three, I think. And then yeah, Pittsburgh went on to win in seven, and and Murray was huge in that series. And so I, I get what you're saying, and, and I'm I I could be swayed. Yeah, no, and sure. I'm not married to either of them either. That's why you bring it up. It's an interesting, you know, to see but them if, both that high. And not feel like locked down, ultra confident that you're right. going to be good. Because, <laughs> because short of that, you know, my, my memories of of Flurry are him being, for the most part, traditionally Chicago's whipping boy. Yes. Um, in those in those Western Luongo. Conference series, yeah, Luongo, yeah. sorry, and and then making it, you know, inspiring a riot <laughs> with his play. <laughs> Oh, which isn't hard to yeah, do. Yeah, come right? on. Vancouver, like, it's, it's, it's not a... They're just waiting for... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Any excuse. Yeah. Um, But, you know, that 2010, uh, did you ever... I, we talked about this before. I didn't feel super confident No. with him. He's a good goalie. I, you know, you feel like, yeah, that guy's a good goalie, but mm, I'm not I'm not sure I feel crazy confident, right? I think, I think I felt like the Americans had the better goalie in that. For sure. In that in that head to head one you know winner take all one game yep and so but he did win yep so it's you know one of those things man well it's an interesting segue there man well done as I uh, did it on purpose because I'm a pro that a boy um, as we kind of blow through a couple of these quick hitters we got a couple bigger things we'll get to in a second uh, but Ryan Miller announces his retirement um, and. You could make a pretty compelling case, despite the fact we just spent some time, I was going to say complimenting, but kind of shitting over two great goalies in Luongo and uh, and Flurry. that for pretty near a decade, maybe 06, 07, up to like 2015, 16, maybe that era, that Ryan Miller was maybe the best 
maybe the most consistent goalie throughout that stretch. Um, people forget that coming out of that first lockout, 04, 05, or that full season lockout, the Sabres were a powerhouse. And he sort of emerged, I can remember, you know, whether it was right around 2000, 2001, when the Sabres were getting ready to trade Hasek, they did it because they were pretty confident they had three potential franchise goalies. And it sounds silly now, but the, they had um, Marty Biron, Ryan Miller, and I can't remember his first name, whether it was Miko or whatever, a guy named Norinin. And they they were confident all three of those guys were going to be competent NHL starters. Obviously, Ryan Miller grabs the job and goes on to be the best of the three of them. Uh, Marty Biron has a, a fine career, but he never turns out to be a top-end starter like that. And I have no idea whatever happened to Miko Norinin. Uh- uh, but but Biron has those dreamy eyes too, man. You oh, see yeah. that he's a he's sure. got that, <laughs> and and they got blackened by Ray Emery in that yeah. brawl. That was that was the. Uh, but you're right. If you look at that period, it, especially the latter half, like sort of 04, 05 through twenty ten, at least. Yeah, yeah. I'd give but it to twenty twelve probably. No, I, I know, but I'm talking about Buffalo as oh, much yeah, as okay. yeah. It, it, yeah. in the later part of of his of his excellent play. Yeah. You know the Sabers were trash a bit, right? They had they had certainly they hadn't made the playoffs since since eleven. So yeah, um, but yeah, they were dominant, and you and you certainly do forget that, right? In in oh three through oh seven, them and Ottawa were sort of yeah, just right rolling through the, Toronto, laying the boots to a Sater sixteen times a year. Yeah, and so it's um. Maybe it's, it's I, maybe my opinion is biased a little bit about how great he was because he is the all-time winningest goalie at the Air Canada Center, like from an opponent's standpoint. From, he from has, a non-leaf? Yeah, well, I was going to, maybe not even, right? Like, could be of any goalie. Oh, he's ahead of some leaves, right? Oh, now. for sure he is. But uh, no, as, as, as far as opponents goes, he has more wins than anybody at the Air Canada Center. And he would just, the team sucked anyway, but you had no shot when he was on his game and and he made no beef about it. He didn't like Toronto. He didn't like the team. He didn't like the fans. He didn't like the attention that they got. And he was smug as shit every time he came in to the reporters and stuff, just, you know, making no bones about the fact that, yeah, you guys make too big of a deal out of everything and this team's not that good and I don't like Toronto. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So if fuck only, him. Right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and if only one of these two statements can be true, you pick which one. Ryan Miller was an extra in Lord of the Rings as one of the elves. That's that's the first one. And Ryan Miller only weighs 20 pounds more than his equipment soaking wet. Which one is it? <laughs> it's the second one. <laughs> he is Man, a what? slight guy, right? Sure. Elliot Friedman and, and Jeff Merrick were talking about him on their podcast there on Friday. Um, they have a podcast? Yeah, it's crazy, man. Um, and kind of saying that like he was always when they were tinkering with goalie equipment and we want to shrink this down, like he was always the guy standing in front going, nope, nope, nope. Right. Like, um, and someone saying to him, like you guys, you goalies, you actually call this piece on your glove, the cheater. And you don't think you should have to get rid of it. And he goes, when guys stop, when you stop players from hacking at us in the crease, then I'll get rid of the cheater. And you're like, but but that's not what it's. (laughs) <laughs> there's, a red, there's a red flag right there. Yeah. It's in the name. Right. So, um, but man, yeah. As, and I can remember whatever year it was, 2013 maybe, when Buffalo finally traded him to St. Louis and they'd been dicking around for so long in St. Louis with Brian Elliott and 
I, uh, Roman Turek. I was just going to say Roman Turek <laughs> for some reason. That team had been stacked and favored and, you know, Goal loaded for so long, but were always getting let down by goaltending. And I can remember when they finally pulled the trigger on that deal to bring Ryan Miller in being like, that's over, right? Like they're winning it this year. They finally made the move and it just didn't work. It just didn't work. He ends up in Vancouver by then his best days. He's still fine, but his best days are behind him by then. Um, but yeah, man, in terms of, you know, best goalies of the last 20 years or so, he'd be right there at the top of that list. Hall of Famer in your opinion? <clears throat> I think so, but no cup. <laughs> what was What was that noise? <laughs> I didn't, I, I was sort of going to mull it over out loud, but I didn't expect you to send it back to me so soon. So I had a mouthful of beer. <laughs> okay. All right. I, I sort totally of drowning as uh, yeah, I, you know, no cups, no Olympic gold medals, but all One the, num- all, yeah. And all the numbers say, yeah, right there. Mil- right there. Miller ranks 14th on the NHL's win list, mm-hmm. 12th in saves. And I don't know, 19th in, in games played. Right. That's the highlight right there. Yeah. It, it, to me, if you look at him, and that's from an ESPN article, right. they talk a lot about his, you know, second in shutouts uh, to American goalies, not in league history, right? But second to, you know, likely... Richter, um, probably. Exactly, Mike Richter. Uh, to me, I don't think he is... I don't think his his period of dominance as a goalie makes him a hall of famer, man. Those numbers were, where you are mid teens in terms of, of stats. Ah, all I, time to, though. How many goalies are in ahead of him? Uh, <laughs> More than yeah, 15. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like one eye Dick Malarchuk, right? Like I, yeah. It's who knows? <laughs> Dick. That's that's two two windpipes, Clint Malarchuk. Don't, don't confuse the two guys. Right. Uh, they may be related. Sure. Um yeah, no, great point. If if it's if if I've made it, but is that where we are? Like to me, that well, becomes it does seem like it, doesn't it? Like to me, the cup thing kind of has to quit the window. What we're at like 32 teams now, like all kinds of awesome players end up getting through the and to keep holding them up because they didn't win a like to me if he has those numbers and a cup we're not even talking about it it's a slam dunk. Yeah, all right, all right. He can be in your Hall of Fame, which has traditionally been harder to get into than, than uh, the real one. Well, no, you just have an axe to grind. Apparently, yeah, I really don't like Mark Recchi. Yeah, no, I <laughs> I, 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 I get that man. It, 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 it seems like yeah, there's a there's a there's an issue there. I'm not sure what that is, but mm. dude's a Hall of Famer. Not with, his, not with his hairline. Woo! Yeah. That is not a Hall of Fame hairline. For a while, Ryan Miller had crazy hair, too, actually. His, uh, yeah. But, man, Recky's got that sort of, like, he's got plugs on the top, but you can still, <laughs> but you can still see them, right? And you're yeah. like, buddy, just go to the horseshoe or take it to the wood. Don't linger. Don't linger, man. Go do it. All right, guys. That's it for today we went on and talked a little bit about uh, the noise around the blue jays with the robbie alomar allegations and the fact that uh, mlb and the blue jays have parted ways with him uh, but we were getting some sort of static on the line and it's here in the studio somewhere and i'm not exactly sure what that is i would tell you the problem but uh, i haven't yet 
figured out what it is. So, um, I will be spending the remainder of my Sunday evening under the desk. Uh, I had restrung some cables over the weekend and apparently, uh, something is not where it should be. But, uh, we got this much out. Hope you enjoyed the, the flurry Luongo talk and the just died in your arms. Uh, sorry about this guys. Uh, so it's a short show today, but, uh, unavoidable. Um, we had some other stuff we wanted to get to, but, uh, just weren't able to today. Um, yeah, shit happens sometimes, right? It's 2021. This is the world we live in right now. God damn it. Uh, we'll get ready to wind this one down here. I will say as we shut this down, uh, there are seven games to go in the national hockey league season. Connor McDavid needs 13 points to reach 100 in 56 games. Seems unthinkable, or at least it did at the beginning of the season, but the guy's putting up multi-point games all over the place. Uh, He's got, I believe, three or four in a row right now against Vancouver, and then a couple against Montreal. Just going to throw it down here for you guys in case you want to hit me with this later. Uh, Call me out one way or the other, whether you agree or disagree. Uh, I'm saying he does it. He finds a way to get 13 points in the next seven games, just shy of two points a game down the stretch. He will get to 100 points in 56 games. Unfathomable, the tear that this guy is on. Uh, We'll wind this one down here because we have to. Uh, We are on Twitter and Instagram at TallCanAudio, Facebook.com slash TallCanAudio. I hope you will subscribe to this train wreck (laughs) wherever you're listening right now if you haven't already happy monday everybody hope you have a great week and we will catch you on the next episode of talking audio that was a hot mess inside a dumpster fire inside a train wreck it was a disgrace Thanks for listening. You can get more TCA at TallCanAudio.com or by searching TallCanAudio on your favorite podcast app. 